You're listening to The Alex Spicer Show, where we explore the fundamental principles of freedom and happiness in light of current and historical events. By exploring these principles, I hope to enlighten and inspire you to make the difference our nation needs to get through the troubled waters of today and tomorrow. Here's something that's been on my mind lately, and that is social moral revolutions and shifts. Why do these movements movements happen? What makes them easy to fall for, and why might they be so appealing? If you look back at the 1960s, you see the start of the hippie movement, where there was free love, which was just euphemism for intimacy without commitment, and lots of baseless relationships. But overall, it was a rejection of traditional moral values and, and even religion. Now, today you have similar movements that reject traditional moral values and even sound political wisdom. Now, the anti-moral and anti-religious fads and movements, they come and go, just like the hippie movement. But in the past 20 years and up to today, we've seen large shifts away from religion in the younger generations. You know, and, and I'm part of one of the, those younger generations. Even more disturbing are the manipulative powers within politics that have found ways to make uses out of such people. So why do these movements happen? There's a lot of factors and influences that you could reference, but just looking at human behavior and understanding religion and morality, I think that primarily these movements come out, uh, come about because of a lack of understanding, particularly if someone is abandoning their faith and moral foundation, there is a misunderstanding or a lack of understanding in what they've been taught. When large groups or ge- uh, when large groups within generations leave their moral and religious roots to be a part of some ulterior group, it's normally because there's a misconception in their minds about vital pieces of their humanity and and their religion. For example, many people abandon religion and and when they do, they'll they'll come out as you know atheist or or some uh, other sexual orientation or or just a member of some other uh, differing moral philosophy. I'm not talking about like a different you know like someone comes out as like oh they they were Baptist and they come out as Methodist. I, I mean like some some very different moral philosophy that goes very much against what they've been taught. And it's not normally religion. It's it's normally. Uh, something much more political, something they learn in the education system. But either way, they, they, a lot of times when they bend their religion, they come out as one of these things. And they, a lot of times for many people, they, this happens because they faced a major obstacle that they couldn't overcome. And what was that obstacle? Most often, it seems, that obstacle is their own weakness or trial. These individuals struggle with this thing that feels basically impassable. And here's where the misunderstanding comes in. They mistake and they make the mistake in thinking and believing that as a part of their, uh, and believing that as a part of their religion to have these weaknesses that makes them evil or, or they are bad or unworthy. Now that may be the fault of parents or culture or teachers or some other source but we often think think in this way that when we have these these sort of weaknesses um, as part of us that you know that that makes us less than or not good in some way and it's it's very common but it's also a very false way to think when we have weaknesses or difficulties we can become frustrated with ourselves and we judge ourselves wrongfully we will often we will judge ourselves as pathetic unworthy of love or forgiveness or weak or filthy 
we can often think this way without even acting on any of those thoughts that lead us to think in this way. In other words, we, we can think of ourselves in such a way that we're weak, we're pathetic, um, unworthy, or, or not worthy of love or forgiveness, even when we, even though the, these, these weaknesses that we have, these trials that we face are within our mind, we haven't actually taken action on any of them. And that's, it, it's, it's unfortunate that we start to beat ourselves up in that way. So quite often, there seems to be a lot of self-loathing. And when someone comes along and gives them this sort of message, or gives them, gives them a message that, that causes them to kind of change their thinking, uh, they'll often try to blame other people. But normally the message sounds like this. It says, hey, you're not bad, weak, evil, or dirty. You're not any of those things. You're just a normal human being. And anyone who makes you think that way is doing something wrong. The only way to prove to yourself and and others that you're not those things is to set yourself free from those feelings uh, and to embrace those things you've been fighting this whole time. Okay, so that's basically the message people tend to get, and that is such a pernicious lie. It's a truth wrapped up in a lie. It's true that having, you know, uh, having those things, those weaknesses and stuff, um, it, it, you know, struggling with feelings or doubt or, or what have you, it's true that that doesn't make you a bad person. And it's true that, um, that you, that you shouldn't think that way, but it's not true that you need to prove to other people, uh, anything. It's also not true that you need to embrace those things. Let me provide some clarity about this very problem as it's often the minds of people everywhere. Some don't necessarily agree to give in to their weakness or trials, but they often see the appeal. I know I've, I've seen the appeal that comes with uh, giving in and just uh, making it a part of who you are, like saying, okay, instead of, instead of trying to fight, fight the doubt that I have about, about the existence of God or about this one aspect of my religion, maybe there's still God, uh, I'm just going to bend, you know, like go completely go away from it entirely instead of giving into that and saying, because I have doubts, like I can't continue in what I'm doing. I have to, I have to just be someone who is a doubter. I have to continue to live in that way. That actually is just, it's, it's the wrong way to go. I asked the question earlier, what is the appeal? Like I said, I see the appeal. So what is the appeal? Well, the appeal in, in following into that sort of thinking when someone brings this sort of message is, is freedom, is liberation. It's the idea that life can be better and ultimately happier without boundaries or guidelines. If you just scrap it, you just throw it all away, just be like, and we start to blame the, gui- the, gui- the guidelines, the boundaries, say, oh, that's the problem. That's really why I'm unhappy. And uh, this thing that was impassable, it's not impassable. It's something I should embrace. Unfortunately, that's, that's not really the answer. So I, I don't, honestly, uh, let me just go back. I don't know if I properly answered the question. Let me go back to the question, you know, why do people abandon their, relig- their religion and, and their moral roots? And let, let me put it this way. Most often, it's because they don't understand. They haven't learned or realized that their religion is telling them to make something more of the human condition, their human condition. And the human condition, what is that? The human condition is to be imperfect. And so their religion is telling them to make something more of their human condition of being imperfect in order to achieve a higher level of peace and lasting joy. As a Christian, I'll share, I'll share this, uh, this from a Christian perspective because that's my perspective. So Christians, we believe that there are such things as sins. 
There are do's and there are don'ts. And that when we commit sin, we become unclean, we become unworthy. Because sin brings on suffering and distancing uh, uh, and, and a distancing of ourselves from God, whom we believe, you know, we believe that God is a source of our happiness and freedom. We try to avoid sinning. Let me say that again. We try to avoid sinning because we believe uh, it brings on suffering and it distances ourselves from God and God is the source of our happiness and freedom. So why would we want to get to distance ourselves from it? Now, here's where many Christians, particularly those uh, who have left, have misunderstood. To sin, to give in to the weakness or temptation is something that you want to avoid. That's that's the bad part is to give in. That's bad. That doesn't make you a bad person. That just, that's, that's a bad action. But for some reason, we think that to have temptation or weakness and challenges, that that is bad. And that's not bad. To have those things is not bad. We seem to forget, you know, uh, Christians, uh, we, we, we tend to forget this one thing. We believe that Jesus was perfect and that we should try to be more like him. And somewhere we forget that he had temptations and trials also. Somehow we forget that. Somewhere along the line, we forget that. So in the wilderness, in the scriptures, Satan himself came to Jesus and tempted him several times. And also the scribes and Pharisees, they often tempted him. Does that make Jesus bad or unworthy? No. He chose not to give in, but he still had those temptations. He had those things brought to him. Just like a, you know, a happy and a good life is, is, not, is not a life free from, from difficulties. Being a good person and, and being able to pursue happiness doesn't mean being free of temptation. And so many people want to be so free of this temptation that they, that they believe the only way to do so is to, is to give into it and to live it. That way they don't have to worry about it anymore. They don't have to perceive it as something they should avoid because they don't want to have to keep trying to avoid. They don't have to keep trying to overcome. Most, so going back to religion, most religions teach that ascension is the goal for humanity. That to overcome difficulties with faith, with humility, and forgiveness, like that, that's how we obtain ascension. Ascension is freedom. Ascension is liberating. Let me say that again. Most religions teach that ascension is the goal for humanity. That, that's our goal. And how do we ascend? We overcome difficulties with faith, with humility, and forgiveness. Whether your trial is a lack of faith or same-gender attraction or confusion about a principle or a lack of knowledge, you don't have to abandon ship. You can actually steer your ship through the storm, and and into safer waters. Now, going back to one of my original questions, what makes these sort of moral revolutions so easy to fall for? I think what makes them so easy to fall for is the high, the liberating feeling that can accommodate the giving in to one's weakness and difficulties. What religion is teaching us about ourselves is that we need to be honest with ourselves and admit that we have these difficulties. That's what religion is trying to teach us. That instead of covering up and trying to play pretend that we're perfect, we should admit to ourselves that we struggle with these things. And that, uh, and that will bring us, by, by admitting to ourselves that we have these things, that will bring us great relief. There's this great feeling of relief when people abandon ship. They go, oh, it's just they, they, this... Uh, something, overwhelming feelings of, of freedom come upon them because they finally admit, they finally acknowledge the imperfection that is within them. 
the struggle that is there. Now, it can it can bring us great relief to admit that because once and then once we do that, we should make real strides forward into calling upon God for help and not hating ourselves for being imperfect. Yet too many of us don't do that. We try to pretend nothing is wrong. We try to pretend like like we're more perfect than we are and how and how miserable are we for doing that? So yes, it, it is indeed liberating and relieving to admit the problems we have. It often feels so lonely when we, when we struggle with what we struggle with, no matter what it is, big or small. Now, where admitting to these facts should have been followed up by applying the precepts of one's religion to their life to handle the imperfections, people often will blame religion, parents, moral figures, and standards, and make their weakness and trials a part of their identity and embrace them. Now, as I said, I was going, I was going to be more focusing on principles, and I haven't forgotten about principles. I said my podcast would focus more on principles. That's, that's what I mean. Excuse me. And I haven't forgotten. These sort of moral revolutions where morality is rejected and new philosophies are created cause us to consider the principle of honesty. Life is so much better when we are honest. Honest with our fellow men, but most especially when we are honest with ourselves. Not every person who is dishonest with him or herself breaks off into some anti-religious group. Dishonesty with ourselves takes on many forms. It looks like not admitting that you really do lack self-control when it comes to chocolate or eating too much. It can look like that. It can also look like convincing yourself that you're just fine when really you're going through a dark depression and need support. Dishonesty with yourself is also ignoring a problem or justifying a problem. For example, it's like someone who reasons with him or herself that their outburst of rage was understandable given the circumstances, even though there are circumstances that elicit such an episode frequently. It's time we all start being honest with ourselves and each other. And we should throw away the Instagram, the picture-perfect facade, and acknowledge two things. One, we are imperfect, full of weakness, and trials to overcome. And two... There's nothing wrong with being that way. That's being human. That's fine. For those of us who are religious, we can do better to help one another, to recognize that true freedom and overcoming uh, that true freedom and overcoming challenges comes from honestly seeing the problem, and then finding the help you need to traverse it. No more feeling or being alone. No more leaving our friends to abandon the very solution to the problems in order to join a lie. And what's even more is that we, do, we can do a better job at not judging those who think differently than us or those who do abandon ship in smaller, big ways. Everyone sees things differently. And the only way to get along and love each other is to still be there for each other, even when there are differences in moral philosophy. Thanks a lot for listening. You've been listening to The Alex Spicer Show. Go, don't forget to like and also subscribe because these are coming out every two weeks. So you better hit subscribe. That way you know they're coming. Uh, these episodes are honestly, they, they come from inspiration from all sources. If you want to know how I got the inspiration for this episode, it actually came from me sending someone a Marco Polo. I, I was talking to a friend who I hadn't talked to in a while. And we were talking about how uh, this particular individual was trying to practice meditation and wasn't going so well. They didn't really like it either. And it led to me thinking about this. It's 
<laughs> it can come from anywhere. So if you have anything that you want to hear about in particular, don't forget to to let me know because I I will happily take any ideas and uh, make the best of them. Don't forget to live free until next time, and I'll see you in two weeks.